like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. Oh my goodness. He never struck me as a religious person. Well, he is now, big time. Did he shave his head? Yeah, he shaved his head. Can we talk about something else, please? Take these chains from my heart and set me free. Hurry, <laughs> Krishna. Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Take these chains from my heart and set me free. Bondage of self is an unnecessary state of affairs. In this program we're going to revisit some of the pointers that have appeared in the many programs on the Urban Guru Cafe. So when, when there's a glimpse of something, when there's insight, want of a better word, but when something's seen, there's no eye seeing it. What's actually happening? It's just seeing. Just seeing. So... You've got a question. So the only instrument we've got is the mind. Yeah. Now you use the mind to question the mind. Utilise. When it questions it, sees the falseness of itself in the seeker. And that is no problem. Like Rama Maharshi says, you've got a thorn in your hand. So you get another thorn off the tree. You dig the first thorn out, then you throw them both away. Everything appears and disappears in that space like awareness or emptiness. Emptiness doesn't mean it's a vacuum or a void. It is cognizing it, it's a pure intelligence. The same intelligence that functions this universe. Emptiness. Emptiness with the capacity of knowing, an emptiness that is suffused with intelligence, that knowing is a pure intelligence. Or cognizing emptiness. It's not that we are cognizing emptiness. It is because if I can't find a centre in this body, and I can't, so I can call me. I can't find a centre in this mind, that I can call me. Yet basically I'm still seeing, still hearing, these words are coming out, the activities, the livingness is going on, but I cannot attribute it to a centre with any substance or any independent nature. Can you? If you can, question that centre and have a look and see if it's real. And we tell you this, that the false cannot stand up to an investigation. Stephen Wingate. 
noticing what's happening in our own direct experience or what exactly is happening when I'm suffering. And I can sort of tell you what was happening in my experience and I think you'll find it similar. But then you can look in your own experience and see if, if that's the same with you. And the odds are it is because we're both human, you know, and, and there's human suffering and there's not much difference. I mean, there's difference in the content. I mean, you can suffer about your relationships or your career or your finances or, you know, your relationship with your boss or your coworkers or your dog or your cat or your health or there may be fear of death. So many different uh, things in terms of content of suffering, but in terms of the process of suffering, the way it feels in your own direct experience and what's happening in terms of your mind. So your body and your mind experiences this process of suffering and it's and you may find that it's just about the same every time regardless of the content of the suffering. So what I noticed with all of my suffering, every time that I was suffering, there was a, a story playing in my head. So there was a series of thoughts and an image images revolving around me, around this Stephen character, right? Because I don't suffer about you, <laughs> you know, unless you are related to me somehow. And then, you know, so I'm always in the middle somehow. I may suffer over a loss of a family member or a relationship or my dog gets run over or something, but it's all relative to me. So I notice in my own direct experience, every time that suffering is happening, and you can check your own experience and see if this is true. Every time suffering was happening, there was a story playing in my head, an imaginary story that revolved around me, the Stephen character that I believed that I am, that I believed that I was. lie there is no system the universe is indifferent what is it that people miss they miss the whisper that runs any day in your mind who are you really wanderer and the answer you have to give, no matter how dark and cold the world around you is, maybe I'm a king. Twas in another lifetime, one of toil and blood, when blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Hello? Yes, hi, Dan. Hi, Yorati. Dan, Kale, one of our posters on the site, said invalidating others and justifying ourselves serves to strengthen the bars of our conceptual cages. Call it caginess, if you like, he says. Who wants a stronger cage? What do you think about this? How accurate do you think he is in his pointing? This is what's really nice about the Avenguru Cafe, and a lot of people talk about this, because you do get some really nice expressions around it, some very poetic, some very straight, direct, and that's what's really nice, because anyone can talk about it, because no one knows about this. We talk about this thing with this one that's our ultimate reality, no one actually knows it. 
no one's ever going to get it. But it, there's an expression, and it's almost misleading. I think that sometimes that there's a person there expressing that. I always think that's a kind of misleading, because they hear there's a body and there are lips moving and there are sounds coming out and there's the implication that there is someone here that knows this but there isn't anyone in there there really isn't Bob Adamson gets many visitors coming from overseas to attend his meetings in Melbourne, Australia one visitor was a young man called Eric who came from Holland because the format is not necessarily the traditional questioning answering where I put up my hand and ask a question to the teacher, Bob. So that, that does happen as well, but it's, what usually evolves is just a, a group conversation or a group discussion even, where everyone responds to everyone. And that's a very new dynamic, which is really nice in the sense that you get with new perspectives. Everyone has their own words that, that they use to actually explain things. But it's also challenging in the sense that you're actually, you're not only invited to ask a question, but you're also invited to actually to share your insights and to share how you see things and how the words that you give it. That is a whole new aspect to it, which is really nice about being at Bob's and different from what I've seen before. Everybody's got a chance to say, to talk about it if they want it. And you can go to any other guru in the country or so-called guru, I teach you. There is not one of them that let you sit out of the front and have a say. But it has been done here and it can be done again. It's open to anybody to have a go. It's not just what belongs here. So there's no entity here that's claiming it. No entity here that's holding it to ransom. You hang around for another 20 years and you might get it. I'm telling you, it's yours right here, right now. Just a matter of opening up and seeing it you're listening to the urban guru cafe and we're talking with dan morgan and chemo i've got a question here for you guys what do you think constitutes a clear pointing chemo what are your thoughts on what constitutes a clear pointing you have to be clear on a consistent basis, and it really doesn't matter how well you point or, or, or really anything, because you're, you're never going to get away from this reality. Anything that you can postulate or perceive is an appearance. Mm. You're not an appearance in, in any way, shape, or form. Mm. You can't get your hands on it. Um, even to say, I don't know what it is, it, it just can't be known. In the moment of recognizing your true nature, all these concepts about time and separation dissolve, and you know that every event that ever happens is only an appearance. But there's a speaking of the experience within the appearance. Well, speaking happens. What we're all talking about is something that can't be spoken of. In the Tao it says, Tao that can be spoken is not the true Tao. In a way, it can't be expressed, and yet it is expressing itself as the totality of the appearance. And every fraction of the manifestation is perfect and absolute in the same instant. There's a great big mystery, and this show is worrying me. It's diddy wah diddy. 
Mr. Diddy Wah Diddy. I wish somebody would tell me what Diddy Wah Diddy means. Here is a lost announcement. Where is it? Damn. Lost it. Oh, here it is. Lost one rusty cage. I had it yesterday. Okay, we'll come back to Dan a little bit later. But this kind of goes along the same theme with one of the posts that Jacob put on the site, you know, how Dan mentions the investigation. And Jacob asked you, Gilbert, to say something more about how you go exploring the owner of thoughts with the apparent aid of thought. I don't want to answer that question again. Why don't you put the question to Morgan? Okay, let's ask Morgan what Morgan has to say about this. I saw that question posted on there. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing is the owner of thought will never be found. Mm -hmm. I think, as was said, the seeing is not conceptual. So, you know, the seeing doesn't really have to do with a thought construct. So really, thought is not going to be helpful in this matter. Morgan, you would have heard the expression, you use one thorn to remove another thorn. Is there any truth in that? I think, yes, that is the value of thoughts or of concepts is to remove other concepts because the being is what's already present. It's just seemingly obscured by an idea of separation. So a concept can be used to get rid of another concept and just show it as false. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk to John Wheeler a couple of times, and that was my experience talking to him is that a concept would come up. I'm trying to, you know, just be straightforward and put everything on the table as it were. You know, just bring it all out, bring it forward. So the concept would come up, and he would basically look at it and kind of disassemble it and destroy it. And all I'm hearing is the words, you know, we're talking on the phone, but it still helped to break those concepts apart and not be burdened with a thought construct. Because the being is what's already the case. The apparent problem is that it's too simple. It's too simple for the mind. It's all consciousness. It's all consciousness. Whether it's an 11 year old child learning to play the violin, making sounds that are uncomfortable, or a beautiful flower opening in the early morning sun. It's all consciousness. Everything you ever experienced is consciousness. It's neither good nor bad. Do you want a cup of tea? I've got the words and I've got the tune. Is anyone listening? I've got to know soon. Do I sit by myself and sing for my help? My humming to myself I can jazz it up Or sing it real straight The words 
words and melodies I write up today But when I croon some nice tune Most everyone's late I'm just humming to myself And when I hum, I hum like this The rhythm's pounding and the melody's sweet But I got nobody to tap their feet So I'm humming to myself Do you like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good And thanks for joining us today. Sometimes coming in here talking about my life gets in the way of me having one. So why'd you bother coming in today then? But because they threatened to suspend me if I didn't. Just who do you think you are? I got the words, the rhythm, rhyme, and the song. And I can't sing all day and all night long. But the room is empty. Is there something wrong? I'm just humming to myself I'm just humming to myself I am humming to myself You've been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia. Hey, mate. Are the kangaroos really that big in Australia? Yeah, Mark, they're bloody huge. <laughs>